Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to our very first More Love, More Power podcast. Really excited uh, to have this conversation. You know, our hope is that these conversations would inspire you, challenge you, and really encourage you to live out a naturally supernatural lifestyle with Jesus, really filled with more of his love, more of his power. And uh, my name is Daniel, and I'm one of your hosts, and... My name is Julie, and I'm one of your other hosts. So good, and we're yep. excited to have our founding pastors yeah. with us, Happy mm-hmm. and Di- Diane Lehman. Yes. So welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yes, good yeah. to be here. So good. Yeah. Well, and you might recognize Daniel and I because we actually often host more love, more power yes. together. We are. It's so fun. We are. It, it is, it's good times, man. Good, <laughs> times. good times. Lots of great memories. Yes. And actually, we're so excited today because we are celebrating 10 years. 10 years. How has how have 10 years passed? I don't even know. We've had a lot of kids in the last 10 years. So <laughs> yes, I think like our brains, you know, yeah. like I think maybe some of that like might have like wiped out some of our brain cells. But we actually have so many amazing memories over the yes. last 10 years. And we've had some incredible mm-hmm. guests join us. Yes. You know, I love how the Holy Spirit has just sent interesting men and women yeah. over the last 10 years. And just to, to jog our memories a yeah. little bit, we've had Todd White. Todd White. Yeah. yeah. Todd White came. You know, we had we've had Randy Clark. We've had uh let's see Graham Cook. That yes. was an amazing time so together. It yes, was. Danielle Strickland. Danielle oh. Strickland. Dan- uh, we also had the Scots, Catherine and Alan yes. Scott yep. have joined us. That was amazing. Debbie Wright from the UK. Yep. Yep. Rita Springer. A, Rita Springer. Worship leader. Rick yeah. Pino. Yeah. 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 We've had some great people. And then the last couple of years we've had Danny Silk from Bethel, and that was an amazing conference that we had. And last year we had Chris Valatin. Yes. Yeah. So some amazing, amazing people. When you guys think back um, over the last 10 years, who were some of your favorite guests? Yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the one that changed my world, uh, and he just did it the one time in 2012, was Todd White. Yeah. And he completely knocked me into a different realm of understanding who Jesus Christ was and I never was the same. Yes. Yeah, that that was not just a personal life-changing encounter, if you will, mm-hmm. but it changed our entire church family and yeah. the trajectory of our church. Yes. So, yes, that's definitely up there. But it, it's hard to choose because what we have found about More Love, More Power is the Holy Spirit chooses the guests. You know, we invite, and we invite a lot of people, and we get no's, mm-hmm. and yet... The people that end up coming, the men and women who end up speaking, invariably is exactly what we need at that time for what God's doing. So good. And so, yeah, yeah, I look back and I'm grateful, not just for the messages preached or the ministry that happened. And that's, of course, the signature of these Mm -hmm. events. It's not just some message. It's explosion of Holy Spirit ministry. It's the relationships. You know, it's the face-to-face with these people really discovering who they are. You yeah. know, are they, what do they practice what they preach? And yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very, very powerful. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. So to tag on with that, you know, we often say, how will we ever beat this? I know. <laughs> and I think we've said that for uh, 10 yeah. years. Yeah. You know, every year it's like, well, this was better than we've ever done. Well, yeah. Thankfully it's not yeah. up to us. Well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We have to remind ourselves. That's so yeah. good. Anything stand out to you, Julie? What you impacted know, you the last 10 years? So many incredible sessions. Sessions, you know, and memories in my mind that I'm never going to mm-hmm. forget. Um, of course, 
mom is a speaker and uh this is my mom in case yeah. you did not know that uh, <laughs> yeah. and you know she her message messages have deeply impacted putty putman who's part of our yes. team here yes. incredible messages one that really sticks sticks out to me from a guest was leif hetland yeah and you know just incredible language and an incredible person um, I one thing I so appreciated about him was he came to every session and took notes when other he speakers were speaking. I love and that. The honor, and that yeah. that's something that's really important on yes. our team. Yes. And so, um, wow, I just I loved his message of the three chairs deeply impacting. Still remember that to this day. He also prayed over us, yes. the Father's love, and I just remember a really special ministry time. Yeah. yeah. How about you? So good. I mean, it, it's like Todd White definitely, you know, even that, you know, he called you, you didn't call him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So and good. he kind of said, I'm supposed to come there. Yeah. And it was just the Holy Spirit. Like so many just stood out. But I think as I was thinking about these last 10 years, I was thinking about like, you know, how it all started. Like yeah. why, why mm -hmm. did we start conferences? And I don't know if you guys remember, it was like May, 2011. Were you on staff yet? I was on staff, but on staff. very part-time, like okay. 10 hours a week. Yeah. yeah. So we would go to these uh, retreat centers, you know, Turkey Run. And so it's May 2011. And, you know, we decide, hey, what are we going to focus on? What are yeah. we going to, you know, do? And so, uh, you know, there's like several things on there. Uh, and I, I really thought, hey, we're supposed to do conferences. And, you know, other people had, we're going to focus on small groups. And we're going to have these great, you know, you know, really great things, really amazing things. Yeah. And so... Then everybody goes off and kind of decides like, hey, uh, okay, here's what we think yeah. we, we should focus on. And so then you guys had, you know, happened out, you had them, everybody, all the tables share afterwards. So mm -hmm. everybody stands up and one by one, every table they go, yeah, but we don't think conferences are, are a good idea. We take too much time <laughs> and too much resources and all these things. And so every table just did it. And I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but like, I just remember going, this is wrong. This is wrong. We're, we're supposed to do this. And so I just said, hey, can I say something? And it was like, I don't know if you've ever had those yes. moments where you're like nervous and you're like, this is like going against what everybody just said. So I stood up and I just kind of, I don't even remember what I shared. Yeah. It was just like, hey, uh, this is what I think. This is the calling of our church. We are an equipping, sending church. We, you know, whatever. And then I just sat down and I remember you happy came to me afterwards and like, I really like what you said. <laughs> and then do you remember yeah, any yeah, of this? Yeah. Uh, I remember that meeting, and I do remember the flow was against the meetings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought, that's interesting he would say that, because I've had a long history of wanting to keep the spirit alive. Mm -hmm. And we had also done a lot of conferences years before, and it burned ourselves out on yep. it, basically. Mm -hmm. And wow. so I had a bias against conferences. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, they cost a lot of money, and other staff person's worth more than a, uh, one weekend mm -hmm. event. And so I thought, no. And then when you said it, something did start to percolate in me. Mm. Yes, yeah. And to your credit, I mean, obviously, Daniel, that was a Holy Spirit moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, which, you know, again, just by way of illustration to everyone, that those are the times take the risk s step into it because yeah. Yeah. look then what was birthed yeah. out of that and hap is right we were coming off a, a very fairly long season in the life of our church where we had just said no more conferences uh wow. we'd gotten burned you know mm -hmm. um and there was just it, it yeah there were a lot of reasons so we just said we yeah. don't need it yeah. we're, we're not going to do that and that's not the model 
we want. Uh, To Hap's credit, again, like he said, I've always wanted to make sure the Holy Spirit continued to be welcomed and flowing. And you had the revelation early on that conferences are like a high energy snack. Mm-hmm. You, you want to talk about that for a moment? Yeah, I because like that. Yeah. I, I always, yeah. that has yeah. always stuck well, yeah. We happy. know that's true, like for kids that go yeah. on, uh, high school kids who go on a retreat, right? Yeah. you know, and, and their lives are changed. Right. And it doesn't make sense, but it is a pattern of the Lord. So, yeah. Well, yeah. you mentioned junior or senior high kids. They typically get more out of uh, two or three days away than they do the yeah. whole year in, wow, in, yeah. Uh, yeah. in youth on Sunday. Well, I got to looking at it, and I thought, I've seen churches run conferences. We knew some in Chicago ran them like every month mm-hmm. and was killing the church. So I realized that there's got to be some good and some bad. And that little picture, that was a time when snack bars were getting really popular. <laughs> Everybody was eating yeah, for lunch yeah, and yeah. stuff. And I thought, you know what they are is they give you that quick boost, but they won't carry you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, that's also why we can talk about it later, but that's why the school was needed to yes. be mm-hmm. in between yeah. Yeah. the snacks. So I, I, the Lord showed me a little chart, that kind of like a little graph. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you didn't do something after your spike, you would lose it. But if you didn't have the spike, you couldn't get off the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I yeah. saw it was like a one-two punch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was so good. And, and just, again, we from the start had the vision, unlike many conferences, it wasn't just going to be information. Yeah. It wasn't just going to be preaching. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. that took a secondary place. We trusted in God to confirm yeah. what was spoken with signs following. Yeah. And yeah. so that's why it, it made it so, well, you didn't want to just like, oh, I'll get the tapes later, you know? Yeah, you like, want to be no, there. I, I need to be, to be there, there yeah. because the presence of God is going to be thick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that that we had an old pa- uh, pastor years ago, he's not old, uh, John Chisholm, who used to talk about... <laughs> I think he's younger than you, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who, who used to say how important the, the feel of the meeting was. Mm-hmm. And the team really owned it. Uh, Di and I were more in getting the speakers mm-hmm. and the schedule, but the team created a great environment. We had person after person come in and say, there's something going on in this place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the first thing we wanted. We wanted them to feel they'd come into a, a, a cloud of God or mm-hmm. yeah. presence yeah. of God. Yeah. And then we wanted some teaching that was a little bit edgy. Yeah. And then we wanted ministry that was really edgy. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and God has been gracious and has always given us enough of every one of those three. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting so that you mentioned teaching because I want to go back to July 2011. <laughs> yeah, so three months later. Three months three later. Months. I, I'll just say one thing. What I love about you two is that when the Spirit's doing something, you jump in. Yeah. Like right away. Like, hey, okay, I, I, like, I like what you guys said. Uh, we're going to do this three months later for the first one. Yeah. You know? Yes, totally. And so it's July 2011. Yeah. And actually, you two are some of our main speakers for that first conference. Yes. And mom, I don't know if you remember or not, yeah. but your message was a prophetic word and it was mm-hmm. stop begging, start believing. Mm-hmm. And the, the interesting thing was you, you highlighted, you said, God said it, I believe him, yeah. contrasting like God said it, I believe it. So <laughs> can you talk about that and uh, what you thought about what you said 10 years ago? I can still remember that word coming, interestingly. Mm. I believe Robbie Dawkins maybe spoke the night before. Yes. Well, that was really intimidating. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 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 And, uh, oh, like uh, 
spirits broken out all over. I'm like, I can't follow that. And I trashed the message I had, woke up early, wow. sat at my desk. I and, didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And just said, okay, okay, God, what do you want to say? Which actually ended up being a defining moment for my life in MLMP, the, it's always been, what do yes, you want to say? Yeah. Well, and, so, and you became yeah. conference die. Yes, I know. No, which, we do have to talk about this slightly. So, yes, you do. know, she, mom is an amazing <laughs> preacher and has preached for 40 years. Yeah. Um, actually, Hap discovered her, um, <laughs> which is a whole nother story. But, but you know, you are an amazing communicator. Mm. No one is ever mm. going to question that. You're, yeah. you're my favorite preacher. Yeah. You're an amazing preacher. But something comes over this woman when she preaches at MLMP. Yes. Yeah. And we call her conference die conference affectionately. Die. <laughs> yeah. And she uh, doesn't hold anything back. She goes right for it. She goes right for yeah. it. I mean, apparently my most famous conference die was when I was high on pain meds <laughs> because <laughs> I had broken my shoulder and was scheduled oh for surgery goodness. the next morning at 6 a.m. at Carl Hospital. So Don't worry, dad <laughs> stayed at the conference, but I went with her yeah. to the surgery, yeah. so mean, she was not MLMP alone. MLMP was more important than your wife going yeah. under anesthesia. She did, you know, one funny memory <laughs> I have about that is that you wore dad's shirt. Yes, I you did. Know, a nice pink shirt. Yes. And mm -hmm. you had to sit on a chair, I did. but it was maybe one of the best messages she's ever <laughs> reached. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah. yeah. Don't get any ideas about anybody like abusing pain meds. Though. Yes. Yes. Not <laughs> a good idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, it, our intent, my intent always is to hear what God is saying. And that is always scary for any preacher presenter because yeah. you, you know, you're supposed to get your slides in. You know, you're supposed yes. to know what, like, what's your topic. And so, yes, um, stop begging, start believing. Faith is so important. It's what birthed our church. It's what sustains our church. It's what is impossible to please God without. But a significant revelation, you know, it's very popular to say, God said it. I believe it. And people pound their Bibles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God said it, I believe him, the living word, and mm -hmm. he's never failed to show up and Amen. do his thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You know, one thing that most people don't know, and I've heard hundreds of great speakers, and many of them have a list of five to 15 good messages they give. <laughs> I, I, I would get invited lots of places, and I'd say, well, just pull out that message. He said, no, I'm mm -hmm. going to get Fresh a message word. from the Lord for mm -hmm. these people. And I might mm -hmm. have elements of that, yeah. but you recrafted every single time you mm -hmm. went out. Mm -hmm. That's right. And uh, I, I know at major vineyard meetings, guys have spoken yeah. messages we've heard before, but you never would do that because you always said, these people are too valuable to mm -hmm. give them an old word. I need to give them the current word. Mm -hmm. Well, because teaching, preaching, speaking is not about us. It is, of course, about Jesus, but it's the people that mm -hmm. you're speaking to, mm -hmm. and that audience changes. Yeah. It changes actually from service to service it on does. a weekend. <laughs> what are you and that's doing why, in this? Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's really that's good. Right. Happy, you also spoke at that very first one, and you said some really cool stuff as you were uh, leading in. Yours was a little more practical in the mm -hmm. spiritual gifts, um, but you said some things that I wrote down um, as I was watching it again. Power is an expression in love. And you actually talked about there's tension between love and power mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, many times. And in, in love, we flow in power. I don't know. Any other thoughts? I mean, that was 10 years ago. But mm -hmm. what, I, what I think is so profound about both of your messages is that it was like they were both prophetic 
into what was coming. We mm-hmm. didn't know Todd White was coming the ne- even the no. next year. But right. anyway, any any thoughts on? Well, in general, we tend to put power over on the gift side, and we tend to put love over on the fruit side. Mm-hmm. And there's a large division, whether people will admit it or not. I'm a love person, a fruits person, or I'm a power mm-hmm. person. And yet the most loving, powerful person was Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. who had the totality of both of them. And I think one of the saddest things is people that want to flow in uh, healing and that, but don't have power, because they have the compassion. But if you don't have power, you can't do anything about it. And then you end up, um, nothing really happens. On the other hand, if you don't have any compassion and love, your power can come across whole, cold and calculated. Mm-hmm. So I do think they flow together. I haven't cracked the whole code. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I, I think they're absolutely a pair, like more love, more power needs to be together, and yet people will always default to one side or the other. And I keep begging them, don't do it. we got to have them both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's so great to reminisce a little bit and remember yeah. how faithful Jesus has been My goodness. all these years. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to... I kind of had this idea to, you know, kind of press into the present a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the key verses that launched More Love, More Power, we launched it with is 1 Corinthians 14.1, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you would prophesy. And so I kind of wanted to break that down and just hear both of your thoughts. Uh, Obviously, uh, we we can start with one of you, but um, die like pursue love and actually was it this last conference mm-hmm. that you really had a revelation of love like um it, i don't know we are in a crazy season yes mm-hmm. and you know 2020 2021 chaos pandemic uh riots all these kind of things and christians fighting each other um christians the one that are supposed to prove to the world you know <laughs> so any i don't know like as you've navigated, this mm-hmm. was bef- you had this revelation yeah. before all this started, so it was very helpful. Um, <laughs> but when you think of pursuing love, and when you think of, uh, you know, how do we how do we really do that? Yeah. I, I don't know. And it, just any thoughts as help us navigate? Well, it is a lifelong pursuit. So mm-hmm. it, it, you know, yeah. you you get, and then you get a deeper revelation, and then of course you need to live it out (laughs) because uh you know love as you know so beautifully explained by paul in first corinthians 13 you can do very loving things give your body to be burned give away all your money operate in incredible faith and spiritual gifts but if you don't have love wow it's worth nothing so Mm -hmm. that convicts me and um and have asked the holy spirit to take me over and over again you know on a journey and a lot of personal things, but I would say what's been so important for us as a church is we came into the message that Todd White deposited here, Mm -hmm. the revival of righteousness, and we began to see how deeply, deeply loved we are by the Father. You see, it's impossible, in my opinion, to love others apart from receiving that Mm -hmm. love that the Father has for you and loving yourself. Yeah. it, Jesus says it, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I've been on a journey of the Holy Spirit bringing correction and mm. instruction and teaching me how to flow. First of all, receive that love from the Father. And that's not easy for most of us, yeah. you know, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And then 
know that no he sees me as holy and clean he loves me i you know can cry out daddy daddy and then be able to give that to other people i have to begin to see them in the very same way yeah and there's so much judgment and condemnation yeah Um, Mm -hmm. and you know i ended up in that message sharing that incredible um trip to heaven that the prophet Bob Jones had had. Right. Yes. And it was there that as he watched person after person come before Jesus and, you know, discovered Jesus' words to every one of them, regardless if they were the greatest preacher on earth or like the the scrub woman who, you know, did nothing. He said, did you learn to love? Mm-hmm. Wow. Did you learn to love? And so I loved how Jesus said that. Did you learn to love? Mm-hmm. That we can all learn. And so I say, teach us more, Holy yeah. Spirit. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. that's why we're yeah. here on earth. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we pick up on that phrase you said that we can't love until we know we're loved? Yes. Uh, if you look closely at the great, one great commandment that Jesus gives in the new covenant is the John 13, 34, 35, where he says, you are to love one another as I've loved you. Mm. And that's how the world will know. Um, the more I've looked at that, you can't begin. Most believers want to, like, I want to love Diane. I want mm-hmm. to love you. I want mm-hmm. to love Julie. I want to love other people. You it want to love God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, it never works <laughs> yeah. with our effort. And the Bible is all about Christ finding us. The, in fact, Tim Keller, I love what he says. He says the Bible is not um, some sort of recommendation how you find God. It's all about God finding you. Mm-hmm. So having said that, when we get into his love and receive it and really believe it mm-hmm. and believing it is the key, believing him is the mm-hmm. key, mm-hmm. as you said earlier, <laughs> That's good. as you really believe it, then it, it becomes much more of a natural response. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think most of us are working out of self-effort and not mm-hmm. grace mm-hmm. to try to love one another. I have to love God. I have to love, yeah. you know, oh, like muster. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. in fact, you know, if you really are honest with you, the, the two great commandments are from the old covenant. Hmm. And they're very people-based. The new Mm -hmm. covenant is God-based. He did it first, and out of that Mm -hmm. we can flow. Mm -hmm. And so I think your point, while most people would say they understand we love because God loved us first, because God Mm -hmm. loves us first, we can Mm -hmm. love, I don't think it has gone from their head to their heart Mm -hmm. and into their actions. And And so that's a huge word. And has to start with us at this table. We're the yeah. leaders. Yeah. And I don't have it fully down. Yeah. You know, I No, you don't. I don't. <laughs> oh no. Fifty That's years of marriage okay, right okay. here. <laughs> Do you want to have a fight right here? So good. Well the second part of that verse mm-hmm. is about earnestly desiring the spiritual gifts. And Dad, you said this too you said this over the years, but it's something mm-hmm. that's always stuck with me. You know, you said it's hard to stay a healing church and believe in signs and wonders when so often we don't see the breakthrough that we want to. Mm-hmm. So how do you stay in a place where you're earnestly desiring the spiritual gifts um, when you don't see breakthrough? And, and what advice would you give to people who are in this place of mm-hmm. hunger and belief, but aren't yet seen? You've done this for many years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I believe him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. But, um, early on, uh, we actually believed in healing before we met the vineyard. Yes, uh, yeah. And we'd had um, we our first kid before we met the vineyard and all that. But John Wimber really did a job on us. Mm-hmm. And he tells the story of one of his best friends in England dying. 
David Watson. David Watson, mm-hmm. famous. There is another guy named David Watson mm-hmm. in disciple making mm-hmm. movement. It's kind mm-hmm. of confusing. But this guy was a leader in the UK. He was dying of cancer. Wimber had prayed for him, and he wasn't getting better. And on his deathbed, that David Watson said to Wimber, "You must not stop teaching this." And I get and, I, and practicing. Yeah, it. Practice, and yes. I get tingles. Wow. wow, I get tingles. I, just got, I, I, I did too. I did too. As wow. I say, uh, it that. Every now and then, words from some book mm-hmm. or something pierce your heart. That has pierced my heart. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, then, of course, we were faith campers, and the faith camp is huge for believing uh, to the end. And we've brought a lot of those traits in. But keeping the Holy Spirit ministry alive in a church is, I think, one of the biggest challenges mm-hmm. we as leaders face because yeah. there is discouragement. We lost a pastor years ago mm-hmm. who died mm-hmm. of cancer and yes. mm-hmm. it was heartbreaking and um there are other friends we haven't seen healed uh you you know we've prayed lots for your father-in-law and he mm-hmm. still struggles mm-hmm. and you know these are good people mm-hmm. i and think that's yeah it, it it it's not easy you're right okay this is the cool thing though too you mentioned john wimber you know the man who basically you know led the vineyard mm-hmm. into worldwide Uh, recognition and impact he did something in our lives that totally revolutionized our attitude towards persevering and healing and that was it's okay to fail Mm. you see if you're in a culture that it's all about well i gotta pray and i gotta make sure Mm -hmm. something happens and if it doesn't it's all on me yeah that's not gonna last very long yeah but and that might sound like not that great but a culture where no it's okay to fail because mm-hmm. you know what? It is about him and his mm-hmm. ways and timing, and we can just keep trusting him. So, yeah. 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 It's like somewhat out about of obedience. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to pray. And if it, it, I didn't fail, you know what I mean? There's, well, he even said if it people didn't... will always, at least to the most part, m- most people will always feel loved. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that you took time yeah. to That's pray. That's so good. Yeah. 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 So, so, as the senior leaders for many years, one of the jobs we felt we had was we had to develop a culture where people, it was mm-hmm. okay to fail. This was God's promise. We also started the church based on John fourteen twelve, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which said we'd do the same in greater works. That was one of our five launching yeah. verses. Yeah. Uh, the one we were talking about yesterday of Luke 1, is it 127. Is it 137? With God, nothing is impossible. Okay. Uh, with, yeah. and, and verses mm-hmm. like that yeah. were just locked into our hearts. Mm-hmm. And... But our job, we always felt, was to build a culture where that could grow and find other yeah. people who would get just as excited about God breaking in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, yes, mm. and of course, uh, if any of you are familiar with the vineyard and our church specifically, we truly do believe everybody gets to play. Mm-hmm. So it's not just mm-hmm. the leaders operating in spiritual gifts. It's everybody. Yeah. And you don't try to find your gift. Yeah. You just, you put yourself in situations and the Holy Spirit, he gets to choose. Oh, healing's coming through your hands today. Oh, discerning of spirits is coming through your hands yeah. today. Yeah. Prophecy's coming through your mouth today. Same spirit, many gifts. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, it's also yeah. one of the reasons we, we would do the more love, more power, I realized yes. we had to get more examples in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had to, I, I realized the guys like the Top Whites, the Robbie mm-hmm. Dawkins, the Leif Hetlands, mm-hmm. some of these people are really, really good. Mm-hmm. But you need to see good people. Uh, I used to always take uh, big thinkers out to lunch, so I would think bigger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would Stretch purposely you. put mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
in their presence. Well, I purposely wanted to put the church in the presence of mm-hmm. a guy like Robbie Dawkins would stand up and see uh, the spirit fall on the first person who didn't know anything about God, and that person would pray for ten people, and they'd all get the spirit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. And Putty does stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. he does. And totally. It's like that. Those are unique gifts. Yeah. And one of my jobs is to display the gifts that God has among us, mm-hmm. so the others will want those gifts. Mm. Uh, in a good sense, created jealousy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A hunger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good. hunger. Which is what yeah. that verse says: desire yeah. earnestly. Desire. Desire. Yeah. So, like, yeah. it's kind of like, uh, hey, Dan, you got mm-hmm. something? I, I want it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me play with your toys. Spur mm-hmm. each other on. Yeah, yeah. Well, the last part of that verse um, is especially that you would prophesy. Now, prophecy. It's kind of, I don't know, kind of getting crazy. Yeah, it, during, kind of controversial this, right It's now. very controversial. <laughs> it's interesting, like, this is to the Corinthian church, right? So mm-hmm. they were maybe abusing the gifts or, mm-hmm. or reusing them or using them in a weird way. But I don't know, like, with the political climate and all these prophecies out there about Trump mm-hmm. or whatever, and espe- earnestly desire to prophesy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I lean more into the prophetic. So yeah. mm-hmm. I, I feel... <laughs> Um, I don't know, like, it, it feels challenging to yeah. earnestly desire right yeah. now. And yeah. I, I've kind of yeah. gone up and down on this. Okay. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Let's yeah. sort it out. First of all, there's two kinds of prophecy. There's, yep. there's foretelling, foretelling, and foretelling. Right. Mm-hmm. Most of it is foretelling, which fits in the category of encouraging, exhorting, mm-hmm. um, you know, edifying, and... Pulling the gold out of people. Yeah, we need yeah. we need so much that yes. most Christians are so beat up, mm-hmm. so frustrated. They don't most know that, people, not just yes. Christians. Oh, yeah. that's true. They yes. don't know that oh, yeah. God knows their name. Um, prophecy and words of knowledge, words of wisdom, all kind of come out of the same camp, flowing mm-hmm. in those kinds of things for the average person. Um, you know, I, I just just Sunday I, I was mm-hmm. telling somebody mm-hmm. a, a couple of words, and they like just started crying. In fact, one of the guys who got baptized, his hmm. his name reminded me of uh, just unfruitfulness. And I said, that your name is going to be changed to fruitful. Well, he starts sobbing. He He's a 40-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> First time he'd been in the building. Mm-hmm. Okay, what I love about this, I have to interrupt him, is we were walking <laughs> later that day, and he tells me, he's like, you know what I've decided from here on out? Every person I bump into, I think I'm just going to prophesy to them. Come on. <laughs> and I said, yes, like yes. you should. I mean, again, there is that side of prophecy that mm-hmm. is encouragement, yes. calling out the gold, telling them who they really are. Yeah. But the other kind of prophecy, do you mm-hmm. want to contrast it? Yeah. Yeah. The, the foretelling where you're kind of like, this is going to happen In two weeks future. from now, yeah. two yeah. years from now, uh, the end of the world is coming. Um, that, <laughs> I, I believe there are men and women that have those yeah. gifts. Yeah. I've seen it happen. I've seen amazing things. You know, we've had so many prophecies mm-hmm. over our life about mm-hmm. our future that yeah. have, uh, I'd say, like two thirds of them have mm-hmm. come to pass. Uh, I also have a file of prophecies that told me I'd fail miserably. <laughs> I just kind of laugh at those. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get the prophecies, you know, there's the revelation. The interpretation and the application, mm-hmm. and all three of those have human um, elements in them. Yes. And one time a guy said, We all prophesy through dirty water hoses. Hmm. And um, if you think of a garden hose that's been out in the backyard for year, two, three years, it probably has some dust and bugs and stuff. So part of what's coming through is God, part of what is coming through is junk. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's us, in other words. Yeah. And as you put those three together, you have to be really cautious. And anytime somebody says something about my future, I usually go to die. I go to. You uh, weigh it. I weigh. Well, yeah, it, I which think is about uh, it. you know, First Corinthians fourteen is. Again, they were having problems with it, yes. which is why Paul took so much time to discuss it. And he says explicitly, this needs to be judged. Mm. Like it needs to be mm-hmm. weighed, yeah. you know, not in a like critical way, but just wait a yeah. minute. And uh, so I think we're definitely, uh, we're in an exciting time where uh, the Holy Spirit is overhauling the mm. prophetic. Um, he's purifying the prophetic. It yeah. needs to be done. And I think we need to humble ourselves and definitely not quench the spirit. Don't despise prophesying. But Jesus is pretty clear that um, false prophecy is going to abound. Hmm. And he has some pretty strict um, words, like you know, starting does. with, yeah, even, I mean, uh, Matthew 7, you're going to know him by their fruit. So um, I'm excited. I think we as a church, <laughs> no, we need, uh, yeah. we're going to embrace this yeah. more. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, we embraced prophecy full bore in the late 80s, 90s. We joined up with a very strong prophetic movement, the Kansas City uh, uh, Church at Mike Bickle, which we were very close friends with and still mm. totally respect him to this day. But coming through that time, a lot of people were burned, disappointed, mm-hmm. yeah. turned their back on God because mm-hmm. prophetic words did not happen. Yeah. And so uh, the vineyard as a movement backed off prophecy. We actually never backed off. We've always done prophetic mm-hmm. encouragement, mm-hmm. taught some on mm-hmm. prophecy. Coming now into the political season and everything that's happening right now in 2021 even, um, Wow, we are ripe for some Holy Spirit instruction on new covenant prophecy. Come on. Hugely mm-hmm. different from old covenant. And as it tells us in Revelation, I think in Revelation 19, Jesus is the star of all prophecies. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. a good measurement. Do you, do you have yeah. like a short way to like differentiate those two? Because I, I think this is really important. New covenant prophecy versus Old Testament prophecy. Yes. Well, I'd say old Old Covenant prophecy makes you feel like a sluggard, mm-hmm. like, you're, uh, oh, you're a mm-hmm. failure, or, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Both is wrong. Yeah. So, actually, I think it's in a week or so, I'm going to be doing a Redeeming the Prophetic podcast, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. part of the Vineyard Collective. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk more about that. Okay. But, yeah, yeah I'm excited. Um we want to continue to flow in prophecy to eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you prophesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, That's if good. you go back into 1 Corinthians 14, new covenant prophecy is so different because those are all encouraging words. Exhort, edify, encourage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't say beat up, chew up, mm-hmm. uh, spit out and all those. And I want to add one more thing. If Jesus said there's false prophets, mm-hmm. That has to mean there's some real problems. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> of that's course. good. And lots of people want to just throw the prophetic out. Oh, yeah. It's no, okay. he said, be, you know, be wise, sort it out. Mm-hmm. Paul mm-hmm. said, uh, test it, mm-hmm. as you said. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the counterfeit dollar bills are only good because there's real dollar yes. bills. Yes, yeah. And yeah. prophecy, uh, counterfeit prophecy is only good because there's real problems. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's really good. I, I think, like, just watching some of the prophets that I follow 
you know, mm-hmm. humble themselves and apologize yeah. for yeah. getting it wrong and things like that. Yeah. And, I, you know, you see the back and forth, uh, you know, people kind of criticizing. And I, I've just loved some of the answers I've heard from them just saying, you know, I, I know what it is to contend for a word and I know what it is to apologize. And yeah. I hear the Lord saying apologize and yeah. I want to follow the Lord's yeah. voice. And yes. that makes me respect them because I'm yes. just like, I want you to listen to the Lord, not to what everybody is pressuring yes. you. Yeah. Like, And that's why I started, you know, li- listening and being encouraged by you in the first place. Because yeah. I know, okay, you're listening to the Lord. You're humbling yourself. That's yes. hard. But anyway, yeah. that's really good yeah. insight. Super powerful. Well, you two have lived a long time. You've been in ministry a long time. <laughs> yes. And what is one thing that you want to encourage people with as they think about living their life with more love and more power? It's easy for me. Hmm. Every morning, Holy Spirit, fill me to overflowing today. Show me what we are doing today. Not just what you are doing, Lord, what we're doing together. Yeah. And yeah, some days it's fantastic. Other days, not so much. Well, just the other day, um, I happened to get a phone call from my neighbor. And I actually live across the street from my parents, but this was a different neighbor. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, hey, are you home? And it was kind of unusual to get a phone call from her. And so I said, yeah, I'm home. She said, I, I have to have a witness um, for something. I'm mm-hmm. signing something. And she ended up coming over. And um, I won't share all the details of, of what happened, but basically it was just this little God encounter. And I had to call mom because they actually needed two witnesses. Wow. And we ended up having an opportunity to pray with her about something that's really going to be a challenge. And it was just kind of one of those, like, we didn't know that this is what we were going to do, but yeah. in this moment, the neighbor, which this was very simple, just felt loved. And mom prayed a very powerful, powerful prayer. And mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen? But yeah. it was just that reminder again that yeah. every day we're waking up to have an encounter. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know what that encounter is, but if we're open and we're willing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do in Holy Spirit? What do you do in Holy Spirit? Yeah. 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 That's really That's good. good. Yeah. I would probably add on to die. We even start our morning often by asking, you know, what that is, but we do it individually too. I think a person needs to stop and say, look, my job on earth is to. A partner, continue the ministry of Christ, whatever, be involved in his stuff. So how are you going to facilitate that? What are you going to do that mm-hmm. will make a difference? And one of the things you see in Jesus, he moved in power and love. So you have to find like-minded people who you can get training with, mm-hmm. who you can learn from, who you have, they'll pat you on the back and say, hey, I know you tried, it didn't work, we're going to get it next time. Uh, it's a lonely world out there by yourself. So find a family that's doing what you want to do. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not to toot our horn, which is the church. I mean, yeah. I mean that's our, yeah. our work. I don't know how anybody, anybody stays committed to Christ apart from a church. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't either. And I'm yeah. seeing people drop like flies that are have mm-hmm. distanced themselves. They're deconstructing their faith. They're, yeah. Wow, we need one another. We re- and that's what God designed it that way. So mm-hmm. yeah, Amen. I'm glad yeah, you brought that w- up. Without the encouragement of mm-hmm. of your fellow crazies, so to speak, <laughs> without the encouragement of them, it's like the the flow of the world. Let's say is headed that way, mm-hmm. and we're trying to walk more or less upstream. Alone, you can't do it. But if you can form hands, usually you can battle your way upstream. Mm-hmm. And our goal is to 
uh, be the representative of the kingdom of God or Christ's people mm -hmm. on planet Earth. And we do that connected to the vine. And mm -hmm. the vine is obviously him, but it's each of yeah, us yeah. drawing strength and working yeah. together. Well, I think this is great encouragement, too, because what we've seen sometimes in conference culture yeah. is conference hopping. Yeah. And we mm -hmm. are so grateful for the people who come to More Love, yes. More Power, who, who use it as a family yeah. reunion. But just like the school is that long-term kind of sustainability, we see the local church that way. And our heart is for healthy local churches. Yeah. Um, we love more, love more power. We know this is an important part of the diet, yeah. but we know that it's part of the diet. And so I love that you bring that up because I do think that, you know, in a season, it's just easy to, to pull away. And so I think a great mm -hmm. encouragement is find your family, find a local church that can feed you and love you and encourage you in this journey of more love, more power. Well, and when you do pick a meeting, like say you're thinking, should I go to more love, more power, or this other one, pick something that fits the flow of what you're doing that maybe your church is involved with it. Maybe you're, mm -hmm. there, there's more, because you're gonna need help beyond the three to four days we're together. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna give you the rush, the, mm -hmm. the eye energy snack bar we talked yeah, about. Right. <laughs> you gotta have somebody who will be there to teach you. That's why we, uh, think it fits well with the school, the school mm -hmm. kingdom ministry. Mm -hmm. Those two work well. Yeah. In fact, I actually believe I was, we were part of Wimber and the, mm -hmm. the whole um, Science, Wonders, and Church Growth, mm -hmm. uh, the famous course in the mm -hmm. 70s and 80s mm -hmm. that brought him into prominence. Actually, it was in the 80s. But um, this, the school, I think is the closest thing toward that conference I, I wouldn't say it's identical but it's awfully close mm -hmm. and has kind of the same impact of encouraging people to wake up mm -hmm. and come out yeah. that's yeah. really good thank you guys so much for sharing yeah. you know th this is this may be a little different to end this way but i kind of sense that you were saying waking up in the morning mm -hmm. for you to pray you know some of you are probably you know maybe listening when you're driving or you, mm -hmm. you know you're watching yeah. but you're you know, there's some things that have been stirring in your heart. Would you just pray for an infilling? This is yes. one of your favorite yeah, things I know, is. Di. You are so, like, and right wherever you you are, you, you might be driving right now, but just take a moment. You know, you can still drive and focus on the Spirit. But, Di, would you just pray <laughs> yeah. for an infilling sure. that we would all be filled? Mm -hmm. Oh, Father, what an amazing gift you've given us, that you would come and live inside of us. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We can welcome you to fill us to overflowing right now, wherever we are, that you know the needs that each one of us have. You know the cells in our body. If we're fighting cancer or we're fighting depression, whatever it might be, you know, Holy Spirit. And so as we even lay our hand on ourselves to acknowledge we are your home, Holy Spirit, and we welcome you to fill every room of this home. Let your presence permeate us, that we then can overflow with love and joy and patience and goodness and kindness wherever we go. And we thank you for your faithfulness in doing this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys yeah. so much yeah. for joining us. Thank you all for joining us. And we hope this inspired you and even challenged you to live a life with more of his love and more of his power. See you next time.